0: This episode is brought to you by our great sponsors. Searching for a new job could feel stressful, scary, and time-consuming. Pushy recruiters try to sell you on roles that you don't actually want, and job boards make you feel like you're throwing your resume into a black hole, never to be seen again. Hired is the world's most intelligent, talent-matching platform for full-time and contract opportunities in engineering, development, design, project management, and data science. They make your job search faster, focused, and stress-free by putting you in control of when and how you connect with compelling new opportunities. After completing one simple application, top employers apply to hire you. You will receive personalized interview requests and upfront salary information to help you choose the best opportunities for you. And the best part, it's always free to find your next job on Hired, no exceptions. They actually pay you and today's listeners can earn double their normal $1,000 hiring bonus by signing up with the show's link. That's right. Earn $2,000 for finding your next chapter on hired. Go to buildpodcast.net slash hired today. Starting a new project, looking for a better hosting platform. Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build launch and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. Spin up a new site in minutes with a free account. You only pay when you go live. To learn more, go to buildpodcast.net slash Pantheon. That's buildpodcast.net slash P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N. And now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, I'm here with John James Jacoby, or uh, Jtrip, as he's known in many circles, or probably a bunch of other names. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, his new plugin, uh, Publishiza, today. John, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. This is uh, this is great. I appreciate it. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thank you very much for being on the show. We uh, Basically, I messaged John this morning, and I said, hey, would you like to come on my show sometime? And he said, how's today work? So... It all happened very quickly, which is nice because I'm trying to get a bunch of shows lined up before, um, you know, before the my daughter is born in March. So,
1: oh wow, that's coming. That's gonna come up before you know it.
0: I can't even believe uh, at the time of this recording, we are like in the third trimester. I can't believe it's where there already. So,
1: right, and that's for me. If you don't catch me on the day, I have a hard time pre planning. Like on my way to Work (laughs) Camp US, I didn't book the hotel until I was in the car on the drive there. Nice. like there's not going to be a lack of hotels to sleep in, so why right. plan six months in advance if you don't really have to? So, when you were like, "Hey, do you want to be on?" I was like, "Sure. How are uh, we? we can, I've got time today, so let's let's see if we can make it work." So I appreciate you, you know, having the time and even making it happen. It's awesome.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. And uh, well, speaking of WordCamp US, this is why don't you give us like the well, first of all, a little bit about who you are. And then how you came up with the idea for for this plugin, which I think happened at WordCamp US. Is that right?
1: It did happen at WordCamp US. So uh, I I spend the majority of my time uh, maintaining BuddyPress and BBPress and trying to lead some of the vision for both of those projects and helping out across WordPress.org whenever I can. Uh, Largely uh, label myself for the past few years as an independent WordPress consultant, for 2017, I'm going to try something a little bit different, which we can talk about later. But the idea for for Publishiza came from from WordCamp US, which was in Philadelphia this year, which was the first week in December, and hanging out with uh, a very fun group of uh, of Germans. And so they were they were we were at the dinner table uh, on on Sunday after Contributor Day. Talking about German words and phrases and the way you say things and how things work and as those conversations generally tend to do, they steered towards swear words and uh, words that sound weird and you know make make the make the funny Americans say things in, in a German Arnold Schwarzenegger style way, <laughs> and then that turned into the the word "scheiße," the, the the you know the and so that that was funny and then that became like a running joke for dinner. And so credit, credit words do uh, the 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 two of the guys were from multilingual press. one of them was Felix Arnst, who uh, works a lot on multi-site. a bunch of like really awesome like contributors uh, were, were hanging around at dinner. Jeff Bowen from Automatic, a, a friend of mine for a long time, uh, and Michael Arnested was at the other end of the table. There were a lot of people there. there must have been 15 of us at the table. So we took an Uber back to a bar and uh, it what has been sort of a relatively a uh, lukewarm topic for twitter and for bloggers with wordpress has been a t- turning a tweet storm well the response is usually you should go get a blog if mm-hmm. you have this much to say on twitter you should go post this on your blog instead and so that got me thinking about how uh, and at the bar deep deep bar thoughts uh, after several several stouts where the, the the thoughts come up of like well maybe Twitter is actually the, the best place for this dialogue to happen because we turn comments off on our blogs and uh, we don't want to moderate the commentary on our own blogs and so we can push our content to the place where people are. But if it's just a link to your blog post, engagement isn't always as high as if you draw the attention of an actual tweet storm. I mean, the reality is that even though it's terrible etiquette, it does tend to convert into a dialogue. And so rather than blog and then push it to your Twitter, which seems like has been done a million times, why not take your blog post and split it up into parts and then just push them to Twitter directly and uh, keep it backed up on your blog? That way you don't have to archive the tweets from the other side. You can just write from your WordPress and let the, the code figure it out. And so we all were kind of like, that's a really good idea. And, oh, we could do this. And, oh, we could do that. And, you know, all of us at the bar, 15 of us drinking and laughing and thinking it was really funny. <laughs> and so then I was like, I think I have the perfect name for this plugin, actually. And so as silence falls over the crowd, I say, publishize uh, and then you know there was a lot of laughter and everyone thought it was funny and so this that was clearly the name that it had to yeah. be and part of it was because when i worked at automatic i worked on publicize for jetpack mm-hmm. and so i ha- the i've i've worked with the the third party apis i helped helped build part of publicize and so publisher gets to be the uh relevant <laughs> side project uh to right. to that so it was uh, it was good and from there Michael Arnested, uh had helped out with uh, just some thoughts about uh, some design stuff, and and so we have some issues on GitHub, and and so it, it, for me it was a funny project, and I haven't, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, it's I think it's pretty rare that there's like a project that is almost just fun. Like it's mm-hmm. always like this solves a problem or I built this little thing to do this thing. But like the branding and the idea and the inception of all of us sitting around and like having fun and kind of vibing off this like really silly, terrible implementation of like a way to tear your blog apart and then deliver it in the worst, least, most efficient like way <laughs> uh, was funny. And so it was it was something that was uh, creatively nice to to work on and – And because everyone else that was there was employed by somebody or or works for an agency or a company or somebody else, there really wasn't going to be another person that was going to have the time or the ability to work on it in a way that it would stay unaffiliated. So I was like, okay, I'm going to – I hope everyone's cool with me running with it. But credit where it's due, this is like all of our ideas. So sitting at the table about Com. And uh, and then kind of started taking some notes, and then other people crashed the party, and then we kind of dropped it from there, and it went away. So that's the story of uh, where it came. Man,
0: that's I mean that's awesome for like for several reasons. First of all, you're absolutely right about engagement, right? I mean, how many times have you posted something on? I don't know if you're on Facebook, but Mm -hmm. how many times have you posted something on Facebook? I have comments open on my blog, but engagement is way higher on facebook that's just the medium right. people are comfortable with and most of the time people are only reading the headline anyway so right. not to throw my friends under the bus but i mean most people do <laughs> so
1: uh, <laughs> that's common that's common of even the people that share links right like that that's right. like a proven fact is people that share stuff a lot of the times they're just resharing without ever reading what it is that they're sharing
0: right right yep more or you know i'm guilty of like retweeting and then reading the story sure and yeah. you know, and it's too late by then. But so I mean this is it's such a a a fun and funny idea. And so the time span, right? So WordCamp US happened uh the first weekend in December. Yep. This recording is happening kind of the third week or fourth week maybe. Uh I guess the third week in, in December. Yep. Uh so from inception to launch was a very short time frame. Yeah. So you know, usually I ask, did you do research? Do you talk to people? It sounds mm-hmm. like you talk to people, but, uh, you know, did you do like any initial research to see if something like this existed or, or, or anything like
1: that? So, uh, I mean, preliminary, right? Like the bare yeah. minimum of research went into like, is this a space where someone is already trying to solve this problem? Uh, and, and, and the answers seem to be like very quickly, no, that mm-hmm. like there's, there are a lot of there are a lot of plugins to connect your accounts and identities together and a lot of them for sharing your stuff and making sure that you've got all the metadata to tie everything together nicely but i think the the idea of of spamming your twitter feed with all of your <laughs> pieces is just such a terrible idea that no one even bothered with trying yeah. to do it in, in at all and so believe it or not i actually waited almost a full week and a half before i even wrote any code for it at all because it it didn't seem that conceptually difficult to do anymore. Twitter apps are easy to deploy and when Bo Liebens, who works at Automatic, who worked, I worked on Jetpack with when I was there, open-sourced a, a library that is a WordPress plugin that's called Keyring. Mm-hmm. K-E-Y-R-I-A-G. And it is one of the coolest, most underutilized thing, like pieces of software that does exactly what you need for it to do that nobody would implement or use. Because it literally handles all of the connectivity between your WordPress uh, and any third party service that has a uh, has a tokenized OAuth one or two API endpoint, so it comes with yeah. baked into it Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Cora uh, and all these things that just come with it. And all you have to do is just ride on top of it and uh, and 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 monitor your responses and do do some of the 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 icky stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's all the implementation details. So it was like, okay, well, all that I need to do is kind of. Imagine how I'm going to tie this into uh, WordPress's interface, and how do I make this as easy and unobtrusive as possible? And then I had a plugin that is still relatively popular. I think it's got fifty thousand installs, called a Post Type Switcher. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it seemed logical to take a similar interface approach to add a little drop down to the. Same area of the publish meta box where you would decide whether or not you want to uh, take this blog post and push it to Twitter through Publishizer. And uh, so I had some interface already built and uh, it was uh, it was easy to say, okay, well, we can kind of bolt these things together in this way. And then it was like put a little bit of flair on it. So the one, the one thing that came up at the bar, which is, uh, we'll probably... It will probably change as people start to take this a little more seriously or as it becomes a tool that people actually decide that they want to use instead of it just being something that's kind of funny and goofy. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I didn't want there to be a hashtag for Publishiza. I didn't want it to include like too much spammy stuff. I want it to be your blog post split apart. Right. And that was it. And so the, the way that like a hashtag became a thing happened very organically. So I thought, well, maybe we just insert some kind of control character into the tweet. Like if it's a poo emoji or a storm Mm -hmm. cloud or something that says like, this is this thing happening. And people will think it's funny because they don't know what it is. And people will recognize it once they do know what it is. And so the, since tweet storms are, are perceived as negative things, right. uh, than the uh, than the poop storm together a characters sort of were <laughs> a natural fit, and so in the in Publishizer when you decide that you're going to take your blog post and split it apart and push it to Twitter, it changes the publish button into the into the poo emoji and the storm cloud emoji, <laughs> so it kind of says like, hey, you're you're about to really bother some people on Twitter with what it is that you're about to say. And then uh, the the V one of what it is now is really as simple as it could possibly be. You hit publish, or you hit the you hit the poo store button, and then we I trim out all of the links and images and anything that might be HTML. We strip tags, everything. We uh, PHP conveniently has a function called word wrap, and so that lets me break uh, a paragraph of text up into uh, a text by word with a minimum number of characters and so it's exactly what it is that we would need uh, for this to do and so i word wrap it to 119 which was kind of a guess it gives mm-hmm. some room for the control characters in the emoji plus a hyphen and then the ellipsis at the end uh, and give or take if there's like a screw up and then made the emoji filterable, and there's a filter if you want to add a link to your blog post at the end now. and So things that like developers could turn on and off if they yeah. really care. But there's no settings interface yet. There's nothing to it. It's literally just push out a tweet, sleep for two seconds, push out another part, sleep for two seconds until all the tweets are done, and that's it. That's all there is. Wow. So it was literally the simplest way to get this out the door. And I think because Dave Weiner and a few others – have been trying to, like, solve this, like, distribution publication problem of, like, I have this blog or I have these things to say, and Twitter or Facebook are the engaging places. But th- there are other people. It's kind of a hot, hot-ish topic. And so it it seemed really cool at the bar, and then it seemed even funnier in reality. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah. So then there's... Uh, there's some issues on GitHub on ways that we might extend it or enhance it or turn it into something else, and so yeah, yeah, that's the that's where it's at.
0: Gotcha. And that I mean that's that's fantastic. You, I just love that like you you came up with something and then like you know essentially a week of coding quote unquote later you have the minimum viable product and it it answers. I think there could probably be you know in. This would take longer than you know the next fifteen minutes or whatever we have, but you know there there's a a bigger conversation around like what you know, controlling where you publish, owning your content and stuff like that. I right. know like the WordPress community has just like a very weird vendetta against Medium. I've said this before. Sure. Yeah. Maybe this will be my first uh, poo storm. You know, <laughs> on my blog, it's just—it's very weird because it's like, well, Medium does this, and we can't do everything WordPress does. And I'm like, I don't really think they're the same. But uh, you know, uh, one of the big questions is, you know, do you really own your content on Medium and and mm-hmm. and Twitter and and Facebook? So this is very cool. You kind of you can tweet a bunch from your blog post, which is all, which also seems like an easier interface, especially if you're like trying to like link, like I don't know, Tweetbot. Right. Tweetbot has like re- you can reply to yourself or a topic, and I don't really know what the topic thing is.
1: Yeah, I figured it out, but I don't know that I don't know that it's a thing that makes sense for like a tweetstorm idea. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe Twitter's like native answer to trying to solve that problem, but I think that the idea of like the very organic implementation of replying to yourself and threading that thing. Is familiar enough where anyone that understands that that's what you have to do in Twitter is gonna do that because it just feels the most natural. At first, I I didn't know because when I when I would when I reply to myself on Twitter, I almost always do the original tweet. I don't reply to the reply of the reply to the reply, but Mm -hmm. that's the way that you're actually supposed to thread them. So I had you know that that was the first bug in Publishizer uh, was that I was grabbing the id of the first tweet and not hooking into the subsequent tweets of every response so the threading for uh, a few days was wrong but gotcha. you know for the for the several people who noticed or cared it didn't really seem like a big deal
0: gotcha so so that's cool too so it does it it doesn't just like send out tweets rapid fire it, it threads them for you
1: exactly Which so it cool. uh, and and so that's part of the problem actually was the hardest engineering part of it aside from maybe figuring out how to break the text apart in a way that would always fit on twitter mm-hmm. is and this is this is actually where the the next ux enhancement should come in is that when you hit publish it's it's, blo- it's a blocking process. PHP is just looping through your, co- through your blog post and waiting for a few seconds so that Twitter doesn't throttle you. Right. So if you have a long blog post that's going to get broken up into 30 parts and it waits for two seconds each part, you're on the risk of timing out over a minute while it sits there and pushes all these tweets out. So the obvious next thing to do would be to have some sort of interstitial or a modal uh, that is an AJAX process that can give some feedback to the user to show that you know tweet number twenty two out of thirty mm-hmm. is on its way out, and we got yeah. a response back, and here's the next one, and here's the next one. That would give you the option to even cancel the tweet storm if you have like poo storm remorse, where you're like this is terrible, <laughs> and I'm, i I want to stop this and go back and delete them. Yeah. Uh, you know there there's opportunity there to improve the experience of this, but I think for a V1 to get it in the hands of people to start playing with the idea uh, was a lot of fun. And so I've seen people like use it now, like just organically in the wild. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's alive. And people are (laughs) are playing with this idea. And so I I always get excited when I see like a BuddyPress site or a BBPress site in the wild. I don't really get as excited when it's WordPress. I mean, I try to contribute a lot to WordPress, but WordPress is everywhere. So I'm not... I do the like hey, are you using WordPress, that's cool. But when it's like a BuddyPress or a BBPress install or someone's right. using some other weird plugin, it's like, "Oh, you're like using this one little niche thing." Uh, yeah, it's really ex- it's really exciting for me. It makes it it makes it all feel more fun and makes it it helps you remember like why it's like supposed to be fun again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And so it's cool you have a V1 you're thinking about enhancements what, what do you think about for, I mean, we've talked a ton about like how you built it and, and kind of the engineering side of it, but you know, is this, is this something that you think will remain a side project or do you, do you see like, do you see a way to make money on it? I guess, which is, which is like a very not open sourcey kind of question to ask, but I mean, it's, you know, it's.
1: So if there is a way, if there is a way to monetize it, the, if, if there are there are a few obvious ways. I don't know that any of those ways are ways that I that like fit my experience or comfort level with how stuff works, and so if it happens, I would need help from someone who has better vision for what that looks like, and I'm open to that idea. But one of the one of the jokes, one of the running jokes was that uh, if if there was a SaaS version of this, (laughs) that we would we would have Shiza as a service. (laughs) and uh and so that was like oh my gosh we absolutely do have to do that and i think i think the the obvious way is to is to have like publishiza.com be the place where this plugin just quick connects to and then we maintain or monitor the connection between somebody's wordpress and their twitter account or whatever account that may be around in the future and then the the value of the product comes from the data that we have in in those connections and being able to see the communication that's going on there. And so the value isn't in the, like, pay 99 cents a month to have access to this thing. Right. And it isn't in the, like, buy this tool for... A one-time purchase or a yearly license. Like I don't know that this idea fits any of those models. And honestly, aside from the like fifteen times that I've talked to folks like Pip and Williamson about like how all this stuff works, I still don't understand like how to monetize <laughs> product like that. I'm happy that people do understand it, but I just I, it blows my mind that that it's it really is that successful. So I think I think the the money comes from the data comes from seeing who's using it and what they're publishing and funneling it through a place which is a little big brother creepy ish kind of and so it doesn't match my comfort level and i all but i understand the need for it and if you want to keep it going and if it's providing a valuable service then people hopefully get something out of it so the one thing with jet the one, one thing with jetpack and publicize was that connecting your WordPress to all these third-party services to distribute your content was just really hard to do. And it still is, kind of, if you're going to maintain and monitor all those connections. And so that's where Publicize and Jetpack really came in and like made that awesome and easy for everybody. And so I think the the thing that is cool about the idea of trying to make this a service is that it, it switches it from make the connections easy to then being like the connection is a solved problem, but now let's make the distribution of this content like really honed in on solving one specific problem. And so that's cool, but once you build that or once it's built into Publishiza, makes it instantly easy for anyone to duplicate or for them to port into Jetpack or anything else if it becomes a thing that's actually a useful tool. So even building it or trying to do it independently means that some, at a certain scale, the best case scenario is to just get totally walked over by mm-hmm. something that has like a billion times more market share than my one little idea. So <laughs> I think honestly, I think it stays a little bit of a side project. Like mm-hmm. I think it stays fun and kind of playful until really someone approaches or says like, I am the person who's willing to try and like turn this into an actual thing that can help you uh, or help other people. And uh, hosting is cheap. It just sits there and does nothing. And so it's fine. But I don't know. I mean, it's uh, who who knows what the future holds, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's really cool. And so it's, you know, this is just another one of your many contributions to the open source community. And I know something that you kind of hinted at at the beginning of the show that I'd really like to kind of, we can close out the show this way is... um. You know, you're you're trying something different for 2017, or or you kind of already launched it, but this is a mm-hmm. post WordCamp US uh, going into 2017 sort of way to contribute, but also support yourself. Is that right?
1: That's right. So the uh, the idea is uh, depending on who the audience is and who who I'm trying to to, to talk with to, with this about the my direction that I approach this at is, has been has been different for a couple of different. Audiences, but I think the some people will look at my idea and consider it like a in, like a version two of my IndieGoGo campaign from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But I think the I think the the problem that I've identified since being independent and working and contributing on WordPress for the past two years is that there's a lot of uh, the ramp up period for individuals or companies, small companies, big companies, uh, to get involved in the WordPress community or on core or design or accessibility or translations or uh, the websites or anything else takes time now. There's enough going on that it isn't as easy to, to get involved. I mean, it's, it's never been easier to get involved, but it's, the the period of time for you to decide like where you fit and what you're going to be able to do and how much time you're going to be able to spend and is this going to be a good return on like my time and I'm not going to get in the way a lot of it is just like it's like jumping into a moving car but there is 50 moving cars between every division and faction of of wordpress core plus there's 14 years now of history of core track tickets and why was this decision made and how far back does this go and uh, and i've I've been around for a long time now, and so I can kind of remember and see a lot of this stuff. plus, I think I understand pretty well what like automatic as a company, what Matt's sort of vision might be a little bit, and what a what a what a big company like automatic, what they might look or feel or think about some of these things or goings on in the community and uh I don't want to speak for anybody, but I think that I can share like relatively closely with people like that don't have the time or can't afford the time to ramp up to say, okay, well I can help you. I can help you get ramped up. Like this affects multi-site in this way, because this is how it affects.org or.com or whatever else, or this is the team. And this is the person of what you want to do is help with the design or GPL law or whatever else that like, I can help people navigate where they need to go up to and including patching, security vulnerabilities or uh, getting people in contact with people from other companies or organizations. So the idea, uh, loosely, is to be like a WordPress community ambassador, uh, to be someone who's not really affiliated with anybody, but is speaking on behalf of, you know, everyone that is trying to do good and the right thing uh, to shepherd things along and then try and report back on what it is that we're able to do to push the ball forward. And so Uh, The idea is to have industry sponsors, so hosting companies or uh, independent companies or individuals that would like to try and either improve WordPress for everyone in a specific way or uh, just need help trying to get their employees or volunteers ramped up for a five for the future type of initiative, or I can come in and help out for a week and say, this is the best way to do it. What are you into? What are your passions? What are your goals? And then I can guide them through that process to get them set up and be a liaison for them in the middle and uh, be a resource to answer any questions that they might have. And so it's sort of experimental. It's sort of trying to identify and solve a need like at the same time. And so I think there's some risk involved there. But at WordCamp US, the The response was extremely positive. So several conversations and things in the works with uh, a bunch of uh, brand names and companies and people that everyone would recognize that seem to be pretty much behind the idea and supportive of it. So I'm kind of in the process of revising the pitch document and Mm -hmm. getting some feedback from everybody to make sure that the tone is right and that this makes sense and that it's, uh, it's kind of covering all the bases. And so what's on my website now? Uh, is sort of a living doc. It's just on jjj.blog. There's probably a post somewhere that somebody could find. It's sort of the I've I've nicknamed it 100 forever since we've got this whole five for the future thing. Yeah, uh, but it it could be named anything. It really doesn't matter. It was just mostly me trying to be playful and come up with something that might work. So <laughs> so that's that's the idea, and hopefully you know the supporters or sponsors find enough value in it where this ends up being a sustainable position in the WordPress community for me or anybody else. I mean, it could, I might not be the most effective person for this role, but I think that we're at a size now and there are enough people that are involved now where uh, sometimes trying to do the right thing uh, isn't the right thing and you don't know it until after you already do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And if I, can, if I can help someone or be on task or on queue or on a retainer or whatever somebody wants to look at it as to be able to help someone as a to filter something through or to run an idea past or to get somebody involved in something, uh, then I've I've done that pretty successfully through BuddyPress and BBPress and WordCamp and the summits and everything. And so part of this is just me deciding to not to necessarily take a step from development full-time, but to focus more on getting getting everyone in a comfortable happy level headed kind of place and ideally trying to shepherd some of the deeper technical support s- security scaling multi-site weird stuff that i'm already working on uh, at the yeah. same time.
0: Well, wow, that i mean that sounds that sounds great and it sounds like it's um you know a, a, a win win for both parties involved, you know, if i have a company and i want to contribute to wordpress but i don't want to pay one of my employees to do it. Mhm full time or or even you know 20% of their week or something like that i can keep them on billable work while you know maybe you contribute or you show one of us how to contribute or uh yeah. so that it, that sounds fantastic i'll link the your blog post in the show notes so uh if anybody Thanks. listening wants to go read that they totally can and well we are we're at the end of the show here and i always like i always like to
1: ask my guests
0: one final question and that is mm-hmm. do you have any trade secrets for
1: us oh goodness Trade secrets. So I have I have one, but I don't know that it's a big secret, and I don't know that I'm I would be breaking any rules or any hearts by sharing it. But it's uh, one of the first conversations that I had had with Matt when we met in 2007 or eight was around the idea of using BuddyPress and the blogs component to be what is essentially now like Jetpack's interface for switching between sites. Hmm. And so that's part of the reason, kind of, why the BuddyPress Blogs component is sort of hollow, uh, is because all of the direction and work and stuff went into Jetpack and the site switcher and the connection uh, to .com. Instead of the original thought would have been to have those connections happen on WordPress.org. Uh, or through Gravatar or some other like middle place, because this was back when Diaspora, that old like distributed social network platform, was yeah. kind of a thing, and people were talking about how to break out of the silos of communication. Yeah, and so my answer to Matt when we were sitting down and talking about it was that it's it's the, you can't. It, you really truly can't distribute that type of thing. You do have to, you always end up with a hub, a middle ground where people connect stuff to. And if you're going to have a lot of separate WordPress or BuddyPress silos, uh, then you have to connect them together somewhere. And it depends on if it's the business side for .com or if it's the spiritual side for .org. And this up to and includes BuddyPress may still even have some code in the groups component. Where we had, we had whitelisted WP hyphen as like a namespace for blogging groups to be able to like exist inside of BuddyPress as the interface for connecting sites together for to have like blogging buddies. And uh, I don't know if we took that out or not. But I don't know that it's a big secret. But I don't know that it's a thing that we ever – talk about or, you know, it goes back yeah. so far and then everything went in a different direction and WordPress.org's infrastructure wasn't really designed to scale for all that type of connectivity and .com was. So, right. you know, it was, it made more sense to invest company dollars into solving a problem at that scale. So it's possible, right? Like with Matt being Matt, and I know we're almost out of time, so I don't want to be too long, but imagine that, uh, you know, Matt is, uh, as an individual has been, uh, he's invented a lot. He's given a lot. He's a very generous person, and so for all of the love or hate that someone in his position may receive on any given day, it is a hundred percent possible that ten years from now, when WordPress multisite doesn't need to be really a thing and .com doesn't really need to be a thing, because all these separate WordPresses are kind of. Fabriced together with Jetpack and connecting them all separately, that the way that people interact with multiple WordPress sites and logging in and switching between them and writing blog posts from one to the other could be a completely different experience that we've talked about and can kind of imagine, but that is not the way that WordPress is sort of set up or the way that people use it today. So it could be really, really interesting. I think it'll be pretty fascinating and fun. Awesome. So that, Man, that's, that, that's, my, that's my trade secret. It's like yeah,
0: that. that's that's really cool. And it, it kind of puts a bow on the conversation that we've been having uh, really nicely about, <laughs> you know, some unified platform for publishing and, and, and how things connect. So, Trip, thank you very, very much for joining me today.
1: You're welcome. Anytime. Happy to do it. Thanks for inviting me. It was always a pleasure.
0: Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about a new book I wrote with my good friend, Matt Medeiros of The Matt Report. Called the Podcast Starter Kit. It's a QA style book that tells you exactly what you need to get up and running with your own podcast. I've had lots of fun over the last several months with how I built it, and I want to share what I've learned with anybody looking to start their own podcast. In the book, Matt and I try our hand at answering 23 questions that you need to ask yourself before you get up and running. We also include several resources, our favorite equipment, and a checklist at the end. Head over to thepodcastbook.com to check it out. It's only $24 and it'll save you hours of time researching the right tools, where to upload your podcast, how to run a good interview, and a lot more. That's thepodcastbook.com. Thanks so much for listening and thanks to our great guest and fantastic sponsors. If you liked the show, please rate it and subscribe on iTunes, in Google Play, or whatever your podcast app of choice is. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out at howibuilt.it. And finally, until next week, get out there and build something.